Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting edition of Think Tank Sports. Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Check us out on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And listen to us on Anchor or wherever you get your podcasts. And apparently, according to a lot of our data, that's on Apple, and that's okay. So if you want to listen to us on Apple, thank you. Thank you very much. I've seen our numbers spike up. We're uh, surprised and excited at the same time as far as that goes. And guess what? You get to watch us on YouTube now, too, which we think is making a a big impact on uh, how our podcast numbers seem to be uh, our listening on podcast systems seems to be going up. So thank you all for that. And uh, so we're going to talk a little NBA. We've been saying we're going to get around to it. Well, here it is. What are we? November 17th. And uh, we're like a month into the season and we're finally getting around to it. But that's okay. So we're going to talk a little National Basketball Association, which there's storylines, compelling as always, good teams, bad teams, all kinds of fun stuff. But, you know, hey, uh, I'm not here by myself, which now, of course, you can see that I'm not here by myself because we're on YouTube. But I got Mike on the other side of this imaginary wall thing in between us right here. So, hey, Mike, how's it going? Dave, you're shot out of a canyon tonight. You're, you found fire. I don't think you took three breaths in our whole um, little monologue there. Yeah, nope, I love no, it. I, no, I did not. You got a basketball Jones, and we're about to satisfy it right here. Oh, on there Think it is. Sports. Yeah, there it is. Uh, for me, Dave, this season starts way too early. Uh, yeah. These games, are where most teams are about 15, 12, 15 games into their season, uh, they don't even consider – trying to compete until after christmas uh, no they do not and you're seeing a lot of the superstars in the league uh, resting take you know limited minutes and and i understand that from a especially from a championship team's perspective if you're going to make a run uh, uh in june june of 2023 yep. that feels a long ways away right now yeah. um so you just want to try and stay healthy i get it but um the NBA in some crazy scheme to turn a profit, Dave has scheduled all these games. Um, and, you know, players didn't want back to backs and three out of four. Well, then the alternative is to stretch out the schedule. So yeah. that's where we are. Uh, I don't know about you. I actually have watched more NBA early than I usually do. I usually don't really get into it until Thanksgiving or, you know, definitely Christmas um, other than keeping a, a, an eye on it. But uh, I've watched several uh, decent basketball games and noticed some trends. And so we're going to share all that with you. Um, one of the things in, you know, and looking at all this, Dave, that I've noticed and it's being pointed out is scoring as a whole is way up in the end. Oh my gosh. Is it ever what the, uh, the Kings the other night scored 153 points. That's a and lot that's of in points. regulation. No, no overtime folks. 153 points regulation. Right. Was that the most since 1959 or something? I saw. I, I mean, it's, um, it's way scoring is way up. Well, through uh, yesterday's games were recorded here on Thursday evening, uh, the 17th. So through Wednesday's games, uh, teams are averaging 112.7 points per game. That's up from last year, uh, which was 110.6. So uh, 
over two points per game and you're like oh it's only two points no big deal it, it, that is a big deal and, you know in the grand scheme of things when you think about how many shots have to go up and go in um you know to to change those numbers significantly um so that's the that's the highest mark in 53 seasons uh you know that 112.7 um, 21 of the league's 30 teams have played at a faster pace than they did last season. Um, and, you know, you say, well, how do they measure that? Well, they can certainly measure how quickly you shoot uh, inside of the shot clock, uh, right. points know, fast per, break points, points, per minute. points for, there's, there's many, many ways. The team, Dave, you want to take a guess, uh, the team with the biggest differential um, between last year and this year as far as pace of play? I'm going to say the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, nope, they're not even in the top five. Wow. Interesting, right? Uh, our very own New York Knickerbockers, Dave. Uh, wow. Last year, they scored 96.4 <clears throat> points per game for the 29th rank in the league. Uh, and this year so far, um, they're at 101. So a huge difference, up to 10th in the league. So um, they're playing faster and they're, you know, making more baskets for sure. So you got the, the Knicks, Golden State Warriors, Indiana, Atlanta, and Utah. Uh, and for a lot of those, there's reasons because of roster turnover. You think about Utah, um, you know, oh they certainly gosh. opened up the floor. Um, you know, getting rid of, of Gobert and and Spartan Mitchell. Um, and, and we'll get into, you know, individual team stuff in a minute. But uh, I just thought that it was interesting that those were the teams that cranked it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Golden State, I'm surprised to see that because they're playing so poorly. Like their, rec- their record is not good. And, yeah, um, six and nine. They're playing with an oddball kind of roster right now. We talked about the older guys taking some time and easing into the season and, you know, multiply that on top of, you know, championship hangover. This is where you need the younger guys on your roster to play more minutes, step in. These games count at the end. You know, this game that oh, we these, played these, tonight. Oh, these aren't, aren't exhibition games? No, no, it's towards the actual record. So. Oh, wow, okay. Um, yeah, they need the young guys to step up, and guys like Jonathan Kaminga and Wiseman and those guys, Looney, just not getting it done yet uh, for the Warriors. But uh, so I just thought that was interesting um, about you know the pace of play and those kind of things. Any other observations you might have, you know, in a general sense about NBA basketball? Um, no, I, I, you know, points are up. So you know, what's the flip side of that is is some of these teams that are, um, were not, you know, are not very good defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you know, you, you hit on the warriors, uh, Mike, they're giving up 118 points per game, 118. Is that okay. Bad? Uh, well last year, uh, and again, you know, bigger sample size, cause it was the full season. They <laughs> gave up 105.5. Wow. And they're giving up wow. 118.3 this year. Wow. And, just, you know, at the beginning of last year, they didn't have Clay Thompson right away. Correct. You know, and um, so it's just, it's very, that piece is very interesting. They're 0 and 8 on the road. 
which is just disastrous. But um, yeah, the, the the opponents' points per game, I thought, with Golden State, I thought was was crazy. Um, yeah. And and we'll certainly talk about other teams, but your Boston Celtics, Mike, uh, tops in the league, averaging a hundred and twenty points per game. Yeah. I mean, and, it's uh, it's off the charts that they're averaging 120. And their three-point percentage and, and uh, attempts are through the roof. You know, they're putting up 20, 25 three-pointers a game uh, and making them, you know, at a 48% clip. Um, and some of that, like in the past, you would call that lazy man's ball. You know, the big man didn't want to get up and down the court and – you know, you weren't running and dunking and those kinds of things. But in the modern NBA, you know, that that's the idea. Um, you know, I saw the other night uh, Jason Tatum, like, go, comes off a pick, uh, makes a move, gets to the hoop. Would have been a difficult but a makeable shot, but he kicked it out to Grant Williams in the corner for a three instead of the big man taking the shot closest to the basket. And Williams made it and – you know, it sparked a run of like four threes in a row that the team made. So uh, I love where they are uh, with this roster. Uh, you know, of course, Robert Williams continues to be uh, a little bit of an enigma for us in the middle with all those injuries, mm-hmm. um, but he'll come around. Um, and they seem to put the coaching issues, uh, you know, on the sideline and, you know, that's dealt with. It was almost, someone did him a favor handling all of that before the season actually tipped off. It was like, that was in the off season. That was before training camp. And as training camp was going, now that we're into the flow of the season, you know, we don't even really need to talk about it. Um, so and, that and nobody, and nobody has, Go ahead. nobody has talked about it. Right. You know, the only time that uh, Udoka's name came up was uh, when the Nets fired Steve Nash and they thought maybe he was going to go to the Nets. I, but like that, that, that was it. And, and it was Why just, would the Nets want to do that? I don't know. Well, and they, and they did. I mean, and, the Nets you know, clearly have an agenda. Yeah. Yeah. And good for them, but Go ahead. Um, no, no, I, I just, I, it, yeah. it's just a valid point. Like the Celtics are playing well and, you know, nobody's saying boo about Udoka at all. Um, and the Celtics are thriving. Right. I mean, absolutely thriving. Now, right. does some of that have to do with Udoka? Of course it does. I mean, you know, he's, he helped get them on the right track and in the right mentality, but he's not there now. And, um, the Celtics are rolling. Yeah. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, you know, he's hurt now. I know, but he's an excellent, perfect addition to this three and D type player, um, Mm -hmm. almost on an all-star level, uh, you know, really gritty, you know, fits into the Marcus smart, you know, mm-hmm. Jalen Brown, you're not going to score a basket on this possession type of tenacity. So, uh, yeah. And wasn't, you know, Brogdon like six man of the year last year? I think so. I think um, so. I mean, he's always in the running. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's, I, I mean, it's a be great, surprised. great addition uh, for the Celtics for sure. Um, sure. 12 and three, the Celtics are with the best record in all of the NBA, Mike. Yeah. Uh, I have no complaints uh, right now. You know, it, it, like I said, it's early. Uh, of course, we want to stay healthy and, you know, to keep Tatum especially healthy. Yeah. Um, and keep that core, you know, uh, ready to go. But have you seen, just a quick digression, uh, Luke Cornett 
Uh, he's a forward off the bench, forward center type. And uh, he's made the conscious decision this year that no matter where he is on the court, when the shot goes up, he's going to jump straight up with two arms. So there's all these clips of him like being down by the basket, someone shooting a three and he's jumping as high as he can, even though obviously he's never going to block it. He yeah. thinks it's going to distract this, like his uh, little Jedi mind trick. It's going to distract <laughs> the shooter. Um, I just think that, that that's very interesting. I uh, think I've seen a couple uh, of clips of him, but they have been like, he's been under the basket and it still looks funny. Like why um, is this guy with his arms straight up, right. just like jumping up? I mean, it, it, it looks like, I don't know. looks like a 10 year old kid trying to play. Yeah. Complete goofball, complete goofball. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, so you know, second place at 11 and three, you got the Milwaukee bucks. I mean, that's to be expected now. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 And, the, and, and, the you know, and bucks. the bucks, um, as I was looking at this, are are right close there um, with a bunch of teams at allowing 106 uh, points per game, uh, being the lowest. Uh, so Milwaukee getting it done on the defensive end in a in a season that is very offensive, if you will. Ha ha ha! See how I did that. <laughs> it is. And uh, and they don't have Chris Middleton, so right. you know. Um, Good job by the They're Bucks. They're hurt everywhere. Yeah. yeah. They're Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Chris Middleton, Pat Covington, Wesley Matthews. You know, all of them have the little red crosses next to them. They need to uh, get some help and, and get healthy there. Um, yeah, and they had a game and- uh, this year where there was no Giannis, no mm-hmm. Grayson Allen. Like, basically all of those names that you mentioned. And they still yeah. scored, like, 130 points. Wow. Well, Brooke Lopez just, is having a career year. At this yeah, point. it just it's just ridiculous. Like, how the heck, you know, how the heck did that happen? You got like your top six scores on the bench are out with yeah. injuries, and you still score 130 points. No, nope. speaks to their depth for sure. Brooke Lopez scored 16.4 points and 6.2 rebounds per game. Um, that's well above his career average. Again, yeah. and he's, he's capable. In. Oh, absolutely. If you got to leave somebody open, right? Yep. When they're healthy, you know, <laughs> you'd rather have Brooke Lopez shooting than Giannis or Drew Holiday. So mm-hmm. um, the next team in the East that I see, Dave, is the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, this yeah. is a very interesting basketball team. Mm-hmm. Um, they made uh, uh, the decision to turn over the roster a little bit. They sent my boy Kevin Herter out to Sacramento. And essentially brought in DeJounte Murray to replace him. Uh, and it was, you know, it wasn't an exact replacement, but essentially that's what they did uh, from San Antonio. And this dude has just blossomed uh, down there with Trey Young and John Collins being healthy. Um, this is a very interesting team to me. I could see them being uh, a thorn in the side to the Celtics and everybody else uh, all season. Have you... Uh, seen any or have any observations about the uh, I, yeah i mean i've seen a little bit um of them and i would agree you know they last year i definitely think there was there was a bit of the hangover from you know getting to the conference finals and and they certainly had injuries uh and whatnot and you know changed things up and uh 
yeah, the, the Hawks, they look very nice. Um, and I agree they're going to be a factor because they have some experience. So right. um, all these people that were young up and coming studs, all of a sudden have three, four years seasoning on them. You know, the, um, DeAndre hunters of the world and, and John Collins and those guys, and, and even Trey young, you know, superstar shooter, but still needs to learn how to win in this league. So, yeah, you uh, know, I think the, that's very good. It, you know, and it's interesting too, like Clint Capella is on the team. I feel like Clint Capella has been around forever. Mike, he's only 28. <laughs> Yeah, he was really young when he was on Houston. I mean, he's but, only 28. Uh, I feel like he's like yeah. on the back end of his career. And <laughs> and he's just 20. You know, and you look, Trey Young's 24. So, like, yeah. there's not that much age difference. But that just does really surprising to me. But, yep, I agree. Um, Atlanta, definitely uh, a team to be reckoned with, Mike. And and then you have the the Cleveland Cavaliers as well. Um, you know, they had that nice, nice playoff run last year, uh, and they've got a great roster. I mean, we, we saw, you know, how well they did at the end of last year and they're continuing it in here as they are, uh, eight and six, just a half game behind those Atlanta Hawks that we talked about. Correct me if I'm wrong though, they have a five game losing streak, I believe, um, Yes. At the current time, they've had had some uh, issues as of late. So. Right. So, I mean, you look at that, they were eight and one. Right. You know, so right. um, definitely had a very, very hot start and now, you know, cooling off a little bit. But, uh, you know, you've got. No, I have, agree. I love this roster. Right. You get yeah. Donovan Mitchell to give them that real veteran uh, presence that really they were missing. Um, and still did quite well last year. Uh, yes. But, you know, you add in somebody as good as Donovan Mitchell. Um, my right. goodness. You know, with Levert just, uh, and Garland and, and Jared Allen in the middle there, you know, although he's a little banged up right now. Yeah. Kevin Love's still kicking it. Still kicking it one time from the corner. <laughs> Kevin Love for three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they're, what they're else? Losses, Any other teams Clippers, Sacramento, Golden State, and Milwaukee. Yeah, but oh, like you were saying, um, other teams. Um, I, I have to think, Mike, the Raptors are a real surprise at nine and seven. I mean, yes and no. Around five hundred, that's kind of where you think they're going to end up being. I don't see them being a serious contender. Um, people love Pascal Siakam uh, and he's really nice. And when he's on, he's really on, but when he's yeah. off, it's, uh, he's it's really as off. ugly as it gets. <laughs> right. Uh, and I don't know that he's developed uh, any kind of inside game or complementary uh, pieces to his offense. He plays good defense rebounds, you yeah. know, all that stuff, definitely long and lean, um, but no kind of jump shot whatsoever. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, I've always loved that kid. You know, mm -hmm. he's just always worked hard, uh, overachieved in college and in the pros. Uh, Gary Trent, you know, all these guys. It, it's a nice little roster, but it, ultimately I don't see them uh, making a lot of noise in the East myself. Buddy. No, no, uh, definitely not. Um, you know, we mentioned the Brooklyn Nets a little bit, uh, six and nine uh struggling and you know we have to 
talk about Kyrie Irving because Kyrie Irving, you know, does this right. He's on Twitter, right? And he tweets this uh, about this movie that has anti-Semitic stuff in it um, and doesn't really see anything wrong with it, uh, is given two different opportunities uh one immediately like i think the same day that he tweeted it uh and then another time where um you know the nets had a press conference with him there and both times just fails to acknowledge that he made any kind of mistake and that he's not you know anti-semitic in any way uh really just a, a very huge disappointment, I think is the, is the best way to put it, but this is not surprising. We're talking about Kyrie Irving and uh, all the talent in the world and just lacks common sense, I guess is the easiest way to put it. Uh, and he uh, gets suspended uh, by the NBA five games. Right. And uh was it by the NBA or was it by the Nets themselves? Um, I guess it doesn't matter. He had to sit five. Right, games. right. He had to Either sit way. for five games. Uh, and actually, at this point, he he's started to come around a little bit. He did make another statement, uh, I think, the day after uh, he had an opportunity to say things for the second time. And then he did kind of, you know backtrack a little bit and finally do some apologizing but so he's been out or he will be out now for eight games uh as he works to process that through but they're saying he may play um like in the nets uh upcoming game on sunday yeah riddle me this double dip Hmm. what has Kyrie Irving ever done in the nba besides make a shot when he was LeBron's sidekick. He's a very talented player, handles-wise, can get himself a a shot, but he's never once compelled his teammates forward. It's always about him. And I just wonder out loud, how many franchises is he going to submarine before he stops getting chances? When does the talent level, uh, when's the juice not worth the squeeze, you know? Yeah. Um, I just, it drives me crazy to see him, in my opinion, waste. You, you want to have opinions and controversial thoughts and all that stuff. I defend your right to say it, but do that uh, when you retire. Do that, you know, in a totally different format. This is, you work for an NBA team, you represent the NBA and the Nets, um, and you know doing and saying these things are going to distract everybody from what should be doing on the court so uh, that's my little Kyrie rant hopefully I didn't get too political for all you snowflakes out there Uh, (laughs) there are a lot of snowflakes here as we uh yeah as we start to venture into the middle of November at least in the northeast uh and we'll get to that uh in a little bit no I I agree um what about the Nets on the court Dave I mean no every every team he's been on he's he's just you know destroyed and you're probably a slightly impartial because one of those teams was the Celtics. Was my Celtics, right. But um that being yeah. said, uh we mentioned the Sacramento 
Kings right now, not the Queens. Sorry, Shaq. Uh, scoring 153 points the other night. Who did they do that against? The Brooklyn Nets. The literally defenseless Brooklyn Nets, right? Yes, defenseless uh, Brooklyn Nets. I don't understand the moves or lack of moves, and that comes from letting KD and Kyrie run the organization. Uh, you know, Blake Griffin is in Boston. Um, you know, guys that like that, that they were bringing off the bench and were at least, you know, playing strong minutes, doing the defense and rebounding and, and things that, um, you know, the other guys just aren't willing to do. Uh, and the more they get rid of those types of glue guys, the, the worse they're going to be. And, you know, they got so much press last year and bowed out early and the same thing is going to happen this year because I guess, you know, it's all about clicks and money. Uh, as long as people, you know, are going to check it out, we're going to hear about it's like those stupid Dallas Cowboys in football. I mean, they haven't won anything in this century no. anyway. Um, yeah, coming up on and almost years. we have to talk years. about that with every NFL broadcast. And the, the Nets are entering that zone for me. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and it's, you know, <laughs> the inmates run the asylum and, and we're, we know particularly in the NBA that the players run the league. Um, and when you have somebody as immensely talented, um, all time as Kevin Durant, yep. um, and dragging along, you know, Kyrie Irving with them that, yeah, that, that drama is going to continue, uh, I'm sure they'll have good stretches like they did last year. Uh, but yeah, I don't see this team. I don't, I don't see this team, you know, making, making a huge impact. And when you look at all the teams that are ahead of them, uh, you know, yeah, Atlanta and Cleveland are young, hot teams. I don't think they're going anywhere. Uh, you know, the Knicks are playing a little bit better that the Sixers at seven and seven, they're kind of down a little bit, but you know, they're going to kind of kick it up. You have a Miami heat team there. That's seven and eight. Uh, you know, there's a lot of teams ahead of the nets, uh, that they're going to have to leapfrog and. Right. They yeah, can't get that this down this early, uh, three more teams in the East. I want to mention real quick. If you get a chance to watch the Washington wizards, they're a fun watch right now. Uh, you know, you've got, of course, the unicorn, Christoph Porzingis holding down the middle. Uh, they paid Bradley Beal, uh, that Denny. The Israeli kid, Abdullah. I don't know how to say his last name. Forgive me, Denny, and your whole family. Um, FDA, maybe? With a year of the NBA under his, he's got a really nice offensive game. Um, Kyle Kuzma, you know, it, it's just a fun, fun little watch right now. And they're going to be pesky and a team nobody wants to play, especially, you know, when the calendar turns over. But yep. um, check them out if you get a chance. Um, they're, they're fun. Uh, let's do the 76ers, Dave. Okay. Uh, and really the bottom line is this, is it time for doc rivers to go? Has he worn out his welcome? Has he stopped getting through to players as his systems failed in Philadelphia? Um, I know the fans, you know, they want everybody fired immediately. Uh, as soon as you know there's a turnover but um i think it might be time for doc to go what do you think 
Yeah, you know, they're certainly at seven and seven, 500. They're not, you know, in a terrible spot. They are one of the better defensive teams in the league, 106.5 points per game in that grouping of four or five teams. Yeah. Uh, look, <coughs> James Harden's on this team. I, does anybody, anybody know that? <laughs> good for him. You know, good for him. <laughs> Uh, and does you know, anybody know that? I like the what, way you said that. Right, right. Like, I mean, <laughs> what what have you done for us, James Harden? You you've done you've done nothing so far, mm-hmm. um, and you know, so I think that's that piece is is challenging, and he's got a geez, he's averaging twenty two points a game and uh, ten assists. You'd hardly even, I mean, he's not even a blip on the NBA radar, right? Um, yeah, you've seen Doc Rivers with with all of the places he's been that, you know, at some point the the message doesn't get through. I think he's getting really close, uh, you know, but he's got two of the better players in the league uh, in, in Harden and Embiid. Um, and certainly, you know, Tyrese Maxey is another one that, you know, oh, and, you know your, your boy Shake Milton. I know yeah, you love shake. him. I do. Shake, um, shake, shake. Yep. Shaker, Shaker Milton. <laughs> Whoa. Um, that window has been open for a while for them yeah. to make a championship run. And if it starts, it continues to start this slow. Certainly by, you know, the first of the year, you have to Daryl Morey in the front office, um, the 97 middle managers they have there uh, are going to have to decide, you know, uh, is Doc Rivers the best answer? And, and then the question nobody ever says, especially as fans, uh, if it's not Doc, who are you going to bring in? But, you yeah. know, uh, th- that's their problem, not ours right now anyway. Uh, I just think he's got to be on the hot seat. Is, is, and Embiid versus Giannis, which is going to be a battle for a long time and already has been. Yeah. You know, Giannis is ahead. He's got championship, you know. Yeah. Well, yep. And I, I again, I, I look at the Sixers similar to the Nets. There's a lot of other teams uh, that are at least right now more hungry um, mm-hmm. and younger, faster that that are ahead of them that they're going to have to keep pace with till they can, you know, kind of get on a run. And when is that going to be? I'm not really sure. Right. I agree. Um, what about the Miami Heat, Dave? I feel like uh, this team uh, is definitely one of the more talented rosters in the league and they always start slow. I get that. But uh, like you just said about Philly and other teams, there's a lot of good basketball teams ahead of you right now. You don't want to get so far behind, you know, that you can't make a run. Um, I know everybody and their brother makes the playoffs now with the play in games, but you don't, you know, look what the nets last year, you don't want to be in that position, you know, um, you, you'd be going home early and then that would be a bad thing. So I don't know. This Miami Heat team continues to uh, confound me personally. You know, I'm a huge Jimmy Butler fan. And so um, I'll always root for the Celtics and love the Celtics team as they are constructed now. But I certainly have uh, a kind eye towards Miami. So what do you think of them? Yeah. You know, I'd like to see a little bit more out of, out of Oladipo. Um you know, That's just, just, just That's 12 point. points right now, uh, per game and three and a half assists. Uh, 
Yeah, he's doing okay from three, you know, 41.7%, but you know, and I think he's still work, still working back. Um, sure is. You know, from his from his knee injury, but um, I'd like to see more out of him. I mean, he's a he's a big time talent, and and really could help uh, Jimmy Butler out there quite a bit. Sure. So I'd like to see a little bit more out out of him. Um, uh, Bam Adebayo, you know, being hurt is not helping. You know, that no. really was their big move, um, and. You know, not only is he not playing much, it's, you know, you're not getting a, an idea of what the rotation and the compliments will be to that lineup. So um, I didn't understand they paid Caleb Martin, who is a nice player. Caleb Martin's the kind of kid you want on your team uh, every day. You know, he's scrappy and tough and um, just never have to question his effort or his intelligence, uh, maybe not as much natural skill. Uh, but to sign into big money, I thought was a little bit curious, but who am I to, you know, question Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra is certainly one of the finest front offices in NBA history at this point. Yeah. It's just six and a half million dollars a year. Um, yeah. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good money. Good work. If you can get it. Yeah. Well, uh, what about the, Oh, we got to talk about the Knicks that, Real quick. Well, I mean, we you did a Do little we? bit of just about you know their their pace of play. Um, you know, I think you have to point and say you know the Jalen Brunson signing, um, definitely a big thing at twenty yeah. points, six point nine assists. The guy shooting forty nine percent from the field, uh, definitely helping them to to pick up the pace a little bit. Uh, Here's so, a little stat to compliment what you just said. Yeah, go for Jalen it. Jalen Brunson ranks fifth in all players in the league with 6.3 passes ahead per game. So passes ahead of him to start a fast break, 6.3. Uh, so that just another level down to what you just said Um that he's picked up the pace, helped them pick up the pace. And the less Julius Randle has the ball and dribbling it through a hole in the floor for <laughs> yes. 22 seconds, yes, the better absolutely. the better the entire basketball community is. Um, so. <laughs> Not just the Knicks. No. The entire basketball everybody. community. Everybody. Just everybody. Uh, let's head out west, young man. What do yeah. you got? Yeah. Um, the Portland Trailblazers, Mike. Um they they just have it going on right now um 10 and 4 uh 6 and 2 on the road so they have the best record in the western conference right now yep. um and you know doing it a little bit with the defense so 107 uh points per game but uh Anthony Simmons really really doing it at 22 points a game and, he's a fun watch yeah yeah and so my oldest son keeps telling me, have you seen what Jeremy Grant has been doing? I figured double different. And just so you know, Jeremy Grant went to Syracuse university. That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, 21.3 points per game, just behind Anthony Simmons, 22.3, uh, 50% from the field, including a whopping 49% from three. Um, And oh, by the way, uh, Dame Lillard's on this team too, and we haven't even talked about him. So uh, I think you know that speaks volumes to 
uh, how the trailblazers are playing this year. Uh, and we'll see, we'll see how they go. You know, they've obviously been a team that over the years has had tons of injuries. Uh, can the whole team stay healthy and all of those things, but that being a, said, uh, th- they're well, an exciting it's a big year team. for Yeah. It's a big year for them because they certainly, uh, made a huge gamble in letting CJ McCollum go and bringing in Anthony Hardaway and Jeremy Grant and, um, they need to succeed this year or next to justify that, you know, as big of a uh, pillar McCollum was in the community and, you know, the great um, backcourt with him and Lillard, but, you know, like you said, injuries have been an issue for him uh, for a long time. So, uh, but uh, Portland really needs to, to win or at least make a deep run to justify that, that move here. Uh, Who's after Portland, buddy? Oh, the Phoenix Suns, you know, doing yeah. Phoenix Suns type things. and Oh, and um, stop me if you heard this. Chris Paul's hurt. So oh, really? Make sure, make sure you were aware. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> stop me if you've heard this before. Chris Paul is just overrated. Oh, Chris I'm, Paul. I'm just, I'm just going to. No love. I'm just going to put it there. Leave All it right. there. We'll, we'll hit on it umpteen number of times during the NBA season because he's, we will. He's, he's overrated, but uh, they're doing it defensively. Mike 107 points per game given up uh, scoring 113. So their point differential is plus 6.7, uh, which is pretty good. As you like to say, actually second only to the Boston Celtics at 7.1 points uh, differential. So, they just continue to, you know, roll along and and do Phoenix Suns type things. It's actually kind of nice that they're not like bolting out to a huge lead in the beginning of the year and That's running true. away with everything. Uh, it's kind of nice to see them and Denver right there and Utah, uh, New Orleans, Memphis, all of these teams and even Dallas. They're all within two games of each other. It's kind of nice to to been, see it yeah. be a little bit more competitive and not just be a, a Phoenix Suns runaway for the number one seed. Like it has been for the last two years. I agree completely. Great observation. Uh, the guy in the Suns that needs to step up is Mikhail Bridges. You know, it's his fifth year out of Villanova. He's gotten progressively better, but he really hasn't burst into a superstar role. Uh, that could be huge, you know, for Phoenix. Um, going down through the season you know he went from 13 points a game last year he's at 16 you know this year uh again it's early you know he just needs to uh he's so talented uh in the perfect if you wanted to design a basketball player that wasn't lebron james Mm -hmm. this physique is one you would want just tall long-armed um kevin durant type you know um physique and he can get it done on both sides of the court so i'm just calling out mikhail bridges for the suns there buddy yeah you know and i he's i mean you want to see more points is that what you want to see from him more point more consistency in scoring and then his teammates can trust him to take big shots yeah and then now you have you know several options for big shots um and that's really what i what it all boils down to for me yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you look at his numbers so far this year, Mike, I, I would say he's, he's doing that right. 16 points, 
uh, per game so shooting get to 54%. Well, that's why I say, what are you looking for? Yeah. Shooting 54% from the field, 46% from three, 90% at the line. Uh, yeah, he's at, he's the 50, 50, 40, 50, 90. Yeah. You know, and those are, those are, you know, big time numbers that not everybody, you know, not a lot of people do 5.4 rebounds, three and a half assists, uh, and one steal per game. So he's so doing it. So Mike wants more points from I Mikhail do. Bridges. So Mikhail, I want that let's get it going. That line, we're sitting here for you a week before Thanksgiving yep. on March 17th, St. Patrick's day. If he's yep. got the same type of numbers, then I would say, oh, okay, now you're really, um, adding to a championship push. Mm-hmm. That's, well, that's where I'm at with him. So Anywho. we will, we will put a pin in that as many folks say, and come back and target that date there, right. March 17th, St. Patrick's day and say, Hey, hey what? Where, are where are you at? Mikhail Bridges? Where you at? Well, where he ain't is Denver, Colorado with the Denver Nuggets. Um, hmm. The Denver Nuggets, another year of we're a good basketball team. We're got to be talked about in the top 10 at least in the league. We have a superstar player who is an MVP candidate. Um, but are we actually going to win anything? Anything hmm. of consequence when it, it's time for crunch time, you know, is Jamal Murray um, the killer that we need him to be? Is uh, Michael Porter Jr. another person that needs to step up for me and, and uh, take that leap uh, to the next level of his career? Uh, yep, Aaron, yep. Aaron Gordon never took that leap. He's a no. nice player, but he's not what his potential seemed like he could have been. Right. Um, and all of that to say, uh, if they could all play 1% better and take that 4% off of Jokic, it would be a tremendous help to him yeah. and the organization. That's that's all I'm saying. And, and otherwise, they're going to go down in history as perennial also rams, this iteration of the Nuggets. Um, that's where I'm at. So I'm not going to pay a lot of attention to them during the regular season, Dave, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, it's can Jamal Murray stay healthy? You know, we he literally, yeah. we haven't seen him really in like two years uh, when the nuggets were, you know, there in the conference finals, um, you know, battling the Lakers to go into the, into the NBA finals. Uh, and he's finally back uh, 16 and a half points per game though. Um, he's, he's better than that. Uh, when he's on. So yeah, let's, let's see where he gets to. Uh, For me, Jamal Murray is the barometer of that team because they were so good. So good when he was Mm. on top of his game. And this just in for all you Yankees fans, Aaron judge wins the 2022 American league, most valuable player award had to throw it out there as it came out. Well-deserving. Very well-deserving of that in a row We'll throw paper, I'll get you through the next few days. I don't know what to tell you. I, I mean, very deserving. If you wanted to paint a picture of what an MVP season looks like, it's that season. Uh, pay the man 
or move on from the man, but let's not have this dangle on forever. Uh, yes, see us please. on uh, all the social medias for further uh, commentary about that situation. Speaking yep. of situations, the New Orleans Pelicans, Dave, is finally seen, is it is they are probably the most compelling team um, drama-wise in the league. Positive drama <laughs> in the yeah. sense that yes. you know, can we keep everybody healthy and take all this like crazy, crazy natural talent we have? Mm. And right now it's like corralling or trying to herd cats out there. Uh, nobody's going in a direction you want them to. Nobody's uh, helping each other. They're all about themselves. Uh, and this season's a chance for them to to change all that. And, and the aforementioned CJ McCollum could go down not only as one of the best shooters and scorers in this era of the NBA, but also a veteran leader that would take this team uh, to the next level. And nobody ever gives my boy Brandon Ingram enough credit. Um, love love his game, love his style of play, another great NBA body um, there. And then, of course, you know, the million-dollar question is Zion. So you tell me, Dave, what a Zion Williamson successful season looks like. I mean, I think he's he I think he has to do what he's capable of doing. Uh, do we know what that is? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the the being that like dominant scoring, hey, we can we can go to him, you know, in big spots, although I think you could make an argument just based on uh, some other factors, Brandon Ingram or McCollum could be better options. Um, but I think, he, you know, he's got to be he's got to be that guy that the other teams go, oh, gosh, how how are we going to deal with him tonight? You know, and if they focus on him, I think that's what opens up Ingram and McCollum to do different things. Uh, so I think if he if he is that kind of scare factor, if you will, uh, that uh, that will help uh, the success of the team, which I think is ultimately what needs to happen because he's shown in a short career enough that he can be a, a dominant force, but he's got to be that factor that then opens it up for the rest of the team. And the team's got to have success. So you're giving a lot of credit to his knee, to the physicians that work for the team <laughs> yeah. and um, you know, his confidence in his body's inability to break down. Yeah. I think what, is so enticing about Zion is the potential is the incredible athleticism for that size of a person. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, super entertaining. I don't know if he is someone, and I said this when he was drafted, he's someone you're going to win a championship or a dynasty with, yeah. and that's what they're building him at. You know, let's not, I'm not putting that pressure on them. That's the pressure that's on him. Period. Uh, Agreed. If he doesn't, if he doesn't like it, well, then then you know, find a different um, line of work. But McCollum and Ingram uh, can carry them only so far. Zion's can take them all the way home. Um, so, uh, yep. No, I, I, that's totally fair. We've talked, you know, many many times about yeah. the injury bug with him and all of those <laughs> things. And I, I guess, yeah, he's got to stay healthy. And right. you know, I think. 
again, he stays healthy, opens up Ingram, opens McCullough up, and they can be, you know, they can be that right. that good, yeah. that really good team. And right now they're they're nine and six. They're you know number five in t- uh, total uh, team points per game. Uh, you know, kind of finally putting together a good start. We've talked the last three years, I think, as long as we've been doing the podcast, yeah. how bad they have started out every year. Yeah. Um, so they're finally off to a good start. So let's see if they can keep that going. Uh, I would love to see it because I, I like their style of play. Um, and I, I would like, and Brandon Ingram, I've always liked the Lakers drafted him. Uh, I know they needed to get Anthony Davis and, and yeah. that's why they traded away Ingram, but uh, I still like him and follow him quite a bit. So I want to see success from them. Absolutely. So we'll okay. see, but yeah. yeah, the Pelicans definitely, and they sit number five uh, in the West right now um at nine another team whose superstar now now this is the other way the dallas mavericks and luca he's got too much of the responsibility and too much of the alpha too much of the uh everything runs through me and i'll take you there first of all you haven't taken anyone anywhere yet (laughs) second second of all well they they uh, made the did they not make the conference finals last year they did. You're right. I have to give them more credit. So, I mean, and that, that was the first thing that was the first time. And so, you know, let's, let's give them a little bit of credit and I am not a Luca fan. I don't like his uh, style. I do not expect uh, you to take this angle. I don't um, like it. But you know, let's, but, let's give him a little bit of a breather just because he did have some success um, in the playoffs last year, well, but I'm not ready to crown his ass. Okay, thank you, okay. Mr. Coach Dennis Smith. <laughs> uh, you don't have their roster in front of you, do you? Uh, I do. Oh, all right. I was going to ask you to name the other four starters. Uh, yeah. Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell, and Spencer Dinwiddie. Does that sound like we're going to the promised land to you? Uh, just the way you say the names no it sounds like it sounds like uh, a, a cast of characters uh not a basketball team um, now, now exiting stage left the yes, dallas Mavericks. yes and maxi kleber yeah there's just all kinds of crazy things there um we'll get to your lakers we talked about the warriors a little yeah the grizzlies yeah they're you know, a fun team. Yeah. They're, they're they're a fun team. Yeah, we like them. Uh you know, they've got it. I, I think got... of Jaws the anti Luca. Everything yes. I just said about Luca, Jaw does the opposite and might need to step up a little bit more uh, yeah. in the on the alpha part. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, no, so, no, no. I time. you know, but you know, he agreed. I think he's still, you know, still trying to figure out my god, his numbers are ridiculous. Yes. You know, and it very much like Luca, 29 points, 6.2 rebounds, 6.8 assists, you know, 40% from three, um, tr- you know, so, 1.2 steals. Uh, yeah. There's uh, 12 players averaging 30 points or more, and he's a 29. It's by far the most in the NBA, like not even close. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. th- every you're it's a live every, ball yeah. area for basketball. Yeah, it's definitely live ball era, Uh, Um, but they're, you know, they're holding their own at nine and six, uh, the Grizzlies. Um, A fun watch uh, anytime on NBA TV or 
whenever yep. you can catch them on uh, one of the major broadcasts. So, yep, yep, very good. Uh, all right, let's go right to your Lakers. We already talked about Kevin Herger being in Sacramento. Yeah, probably the last time we'll mention it this year, unless they uh, keep scoring 153 points. But right, right. Uh, Dave, and I had they're right, they're right the there behind the Celtics, 119.5, Mike. Yeah, points no, per game. They can score for sure. Yes, can't they guard. can. Nope. Defense optional. <laughs> Defense Stop optional. Showing. Yep. Uh, speaking of which, your Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, uh, did they playing the game? Is, is optional. Yeah, three and ten, not ten and three. No, uh, no, uh, not. What do you got for your Lakers, buddy? I don't know. You know, you thought we're okay. We get Darvin Ham. You know. He was in Milwaukee as an assistant and, you know, thinking he's, you know, learning some good things and, and whatnot. And I, you know, I didn't, I didn't like that they let uh, Frank Vogel go, but somebody had to be the scapegoat and that was him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not the fake goat, which is LeBron. Right. Oh, Oh, that was great. Wow. That's a, uh, wow. Um, they're, They're just, wow, they're so dysfunctional and, you know, you've seen already the multiple, you know, issues with, um, Westbrook, you know, there's a, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago and he comes down and there's like 17 seconds on a shot clock and nobody's like in position and he pulls up for a, you know, 18 footer and you hear LeBron screaming, no, no, (laughs) like, you know, you can't have that happening early on. So here they are two and 10, um, they have a three a, and 10, give them the floor. Wait, wait, hold, hold on, hold on. Oh, sorry. Two and 10, two and 10. Oh, we're in the way back. Machine. Yeah. We're in the way back it. machine just a little bit. And they have a team meeting on Saturday mm. and watching film and going through stuff. And they, they get to, you know, air it out. And, uh, from everything that I've read and, and heard from the players, um, good conversation, but, uh, writing treading the line between passionate and emotional mm. um and lots of players saying you gotta listen to the message and not the delivery uh apparently lebron you know did a good job with that uh what i have heard is interesting is patrick beverly is on the team and he was very vocal and yelled a lot and a lot of the team said, you got to get past that. Like he has a good message. It's just his delivery is, yeah, I guess, questionable. He actually so, has his own podcast now, like every other person oh, uh, wow. in the world. And uh, I way, listened to it. Way to put of, us down. Yeah. <laughs> he has more than tens of fans. I'm going to, I'm going to guess, but probably. Um, I listened to some snippets of it and he's emotional, like you said, and he speaks you know in harsh tones sometimes and you can't handle that you know that's gonna like you said stop the message from getting through so very interesting psychology inside that locker room for sure so so the message gets through and the lakers get to play the lowly nets uh and they beat the nets and so now they're three and ten that's what i was getting at is the, the the message and but you know very clear to say you know this can't just be a one and done kind of thing you know let's we shouldn't be two and 10. We need to get better. These are things we need to work on. Everybody's got to contribute. And, you know, they even had coaches and, and training staff in there. And those folks spoke up as well. 
uh, and not just the head coach, Darvin Ham. So let's see what happens. Uh, they play the Pistons uh, tomorrow night, Friday. Um, and then they get the San Antonio Spurs for three of the next four games. And the Spurs are just ahead of them at six and nine. Um, the Lakers need to, you know, they need to get on a little bit of a winning streak here and and put things together. And let's see what happens, because this this season can get away from them very very quickly. Uh, yeah. So very, very disappointing. Yeah. Um, as a Laker fan, how do you feel about this current iteration of Lakers? Like, you know, you think about the Lakers and all the great players and great uh, characters they were, and they had a lot of um, just superstars on, you know, through the lineage of the Lakers. And now you're here with, you know, many argue the greatest player of all time. I don't believe that, but he's certainly in the conversation with LeBron yep. uh, and and Anthony Davis. And that was supposed to be the next Shaq and Kobe or, you know, go down the line. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about these players representing the Lakers through the mists of time compared to everyone else? Yeah, I mean, they just, as far as the greats go, they don't compare. Um, and you can, you can look at LeBron's Lakers career, um, and base it on the success of the team. And one championship is not enough. Um, this is the Lakers we're talking about. And I just feel like the team in general is just a hodgepodge of talent. And I've, I've said many, many times, uh, and I think back to when LeBron and Bosch, uh, went to be with Dwayne Wade in Miami and, you know, talking to my kids who were younger then, and they're like, oh, this, this team's going to be, oh, they're going to be so great. And I'm like, look, you got to give them some time because they, you don't just throw these players together. Right. Um, and interesting that I picked an example that also includes LeBron. I did, did not do that intentionally, <laughs> um, but now it sounds like I did. Um right. And it took them a while. They struggled in the beginning and obviously they got together and, you know, won a couple of titles and and went to the finals all those years. But um, this is a hodgepodge uh, of a team and Darvin Ham's got his work cut out for him in his first assignment. It's, it's not easy to have all that, that talent and just, you know, make it happen. Just magically just wave your, wave your wand and and do that. So um, look, I'd love to see them get better that they're kind of on some levels disgracing, yeah. Uh, the Lakers with how bad they were last year and how bad they've started this year. That's where I wanted to get disgracing. I think, I think that's a apropos and um, I understand where you're coming from. So hopefully for your sake, buddy, they'll turn it around. Um, speaking of turning it around, uh, turn around your computer and hit like, and subscribe for us on YouTube. Uh, check us out uh, on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and um You'd certainly listen to us on any of your podcast delivery systems. Uh, as the NBA rolls along, so will we. And we'll continue to check in um, as we strive for five here at Think Tank Sports, where we think 